Welcome to the Birmingham Children's Trust podcast. Welcome to Birmingham Children's Trust podcast. I'm Alison Montgomery and I'm Assistant Director for Disabilities with the Trust. I'm also the Designated Social Care Officer and with me today I have Mel Page and I'd like Mel to introduce herself to you. Hello, I'm Mel Page. I'm the Head of Service for Disabled Children's uh, Residential Services. Hi, and today we're going to talk about Children First, which is the project in Birmingham's Children Trust about the review and redesign of the service and what that means for disabled children in Birmingham. So I'm going to ask some questions and Mel's probably going to ask me some questions as well. And we're going to start with um, one to Mel. So how has working with disabled children in your role changed? I think um, over the years it's uh changed in in the way that uh, we provide services to disabled children I think that um, it's it's much more uh, personal budgets and for them to be you know more independent and uh, to uh, look for services that um, you know help them to um, achieve their outcomes etc and do you think there's more we could be doing uh, definitely I think we, do, we need to do much more consultation with with children and families um, I think that we need to design our services in relation to, um, you know, what, what they actually want, how they want them to look. Um, I think sometimes we're very restricted by our procedures and processes and buildings and things like that. So, yeah. And what we've heard through the consultation has been that parents do want that flexibility. Mm. And I think that's what I'm, we've heard from parents. And I think, you know, children we work with really love coming to the short breaks don't they and they have a good time and it allows parents that opportunity to rest and recharge so I think that's all really positive Mm. so do you think that we could communicate better with disabled children yes I think that you know there's a lot of um, really good technology available that we don't tap into enough that would help us to communicate with children uh, particularly children that don't um, speak those that are non-verbal, um, you know, we've really invested in uh, Makaton training for all of our teams in the residential services and that's, you know, made a huge difference. And I think that if, you know, we could invest in some of that for social workers, you know, that would be really positive. And I think from me, I hear from social workers that sometimes they can be a little bit scared when they're talking to disabled children and also t- when speaking to the parents about the child's disability do you think there's any way we could think about how we overcome that how do we remove that anxiety from from those people when they're talking to those families yeah i mean they're children first as we say uh, in the project you know they they are children and children will naturally communicate with you no matter you know their ability really um so they don't need to sometimes they don't really need to know a specific way to communicate it's about you know getting to know that child getting to know that family understanding how that child communicates in that way with body language or you know however they approach them you know just as a child really um and with the families i think you know it can be sometimes um difficult to for the families to go through their history and the child's disability but because we're there to help the family, we're there to see um, how we can assist the family, I think, you know, they would be open to that. So it's just sort of um, having those reflective questions, really, to the family and um, building that relationship. It's obviously 
around relationship-based practice. So, you know, um, a relationship where the family can trust us and we can ask those questions really. And I think for me, sometimes I think we overthink what we say uh, mm. when we're communicating about disability and with disabled children and with disabled adults. Mm. How do we get over to social workers that we don't need to do that? How have, have you been in that position yourself? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it's like um, you don't want to say something wrong or you don't want to offend somebody. Um, and I think, you know, you can feel like that. But often um, people just want to talk to you about their life and their life includes their disability. That's something that they have to, um, you know, uh, live life with every day. So it's part of them. And, um, you know, I think um, probably, probably just for social workers, perhaps if they, you know, come to the services that we provide and sort of get to know children, etc., might put them at ease a bit more. Or if we have more consultation with families and children and events and things like that, it might help them to, you know, be more at ease with, with, with the questioning. And as part of the redesign, we've uh, really sort of brought to the fore the issues around safeguarding disabled children. And this area of work for some people uh, can be quite scary. And I think some of that is about, these are some of our most vulnerable children. Um, they're vulnerable in lots of ways, both in and out of the family. And we do know that that can take um, both an emotional toll and a physical toll on people working in this area. So how have you dealt with some of those challenges in your role? That's a, yeah, that's a difficult one, Alison. It's, you know, it does cause a lot of tension and upset. Um, but I think we've come to understand that because the children can't tell us what's happened, if they have a mark or a bruise or, you know, something's not right in their behaviour, that we expect now that our practice will be looked at. We expect that um, somebody will look at, you know, where they've been, what they've done, etc. And I think it, it just, our focus is on safeguarding that child. So we don't really take it as personally as we might have done. And it is very much about let's find out what's happened for this child and we'll all work together to, to do that really. And we've got new people coming into this area of work and for me I've worked in safeguarding in children's services for a long time and being as involved on a day-to-day -day basis now is far more than I've ever been in this area. What would you say to someone who's thinking of working in this area who hasn't done it before? What's some good advice you might have for them? It's very rewarding. Um, you know, it's an area of work that I've worked in for um, 30 years now. So, um, you know, it can be tough at times. It's very rewarding. You meet some fantastic people, families and children, you know, people that you work with. Um, and I think that, you know, I've, I'm really passionate about the services that we offer and, and, and for disabled children. And I think that they, uh, them and their families have to overcome so many barriers that um, I'm just really, you know, motivated every day to be able to, um, to help them through that and to, um, you know, show society that they can be part of society and that we can, you know, um, encourage people that have never worked with um, disabled children to to do that and to um, for them to be able to access the community as anybody else would um, and have you know community services it's not it's not the people that are disabled is it it's the environment and it's you know 
for the services to be able to include um, disabled children as well. And uh, yeah, what what would you say to somebody that's thinking of coming to work with um, disabled children in these services? I think you, the answer you gave is a really good answer. And for me, it's about remembering that they're children first. Mm. And that's where the, the name of the project comes from. It's about thinking about the children as children and the, the disability is an additional barrier, an additional issue for those children and that family. For me, for social workers, for family support workers, for managers, they will have a lot of transferable skills into this area. They will have a strong background in different areas and, and that might be residential work, that might be social work, might be all sorts of areas. And I think for me, it's about if they can keep the child and family at the centre of what they do, they will absolutely love this area of work because it is rewarding and you can really see the difference and the impact you make. So I think for me, it's about actually come and, come and talk to us first if you're worried about that. We're more than happy to have these conversations. Talk to you, you know, other people who work in the different areas mm. uh, like yourself, Mel, and the mm. residential staff. Go and have a look and, and see mm. those areas that we've got um, people working in and I think they'll really like it. Mm. So, Alison, what do you think the main barriers are in applying for this sort of role? I think people lack confidence. Uh, they think they're not going to be able to do it. They think it because it's different. They won't have the skills. And I think for me, communication is a big part of that. People get scared of saying the wrong thing or using the wrong phrase. Uh, and actually, that's not that's not an issue really for us, is it? It's about actually, can we keep children at the centre? Can we see the whole family? Can we assess well? Um, and can we keep children safe? So I think for me, this is not really different to working in any other frontline service because that's what we are. Uh, it's just that the additionality is that the child has a disability. And so thanks, Mel. That's been a really good conversation. And thanks for joining me today. Uh, and thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Birmingham Children's Trust podcast. For more information, visit birminghamchildrenstrust.co.uk.